0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I am your host Jose. With me tonight are Brad and Junie. What's up, guys? What's going on? Attack number three.
1: Third time's a charm, you know. We're back on old faithful. Um, you know, you you got your job back, Jose. Your countdown yes. job. Yeah, um, yeah. We couldn't outsource it. Best we tried.
0: Yeah.
2: The side chick wasn't uh doing his job, so we had to go back. You know.
1: Exactly. Yeah you know you you got to take an L sometimes we took two L's um but you know it is what it is
0: yeah you know you you live and you learn okay so attack number three tonight we are going to talk about the start of the NBA free agency and boy did it start with a bomb Kevin Durant has asked out of New York he does not want to be in Brooklyn anymore um yeah, I, I mean this situation had been a mess for a while, but he had been pretty quiet about it. And everyone thought everyone assumed he would be all, all in since uh Kyrie opted into his deal, but he wants to get the heck out of Dodge. What what do you make of it, Brad? Like, um, do you do you think that this was months in the making with like how the season kind of ended for them with the Ben Simmons situation with it Kyrie? Was,
1: you know, it was probably one of those issues that was simmering that you know, probably started years back, but, you know, sort of perfect timing uh, fireworks, you know, got started off early in Brooklyn. Um, you know, if you're a Knicks fan, you could care less. You're back on top. If, you know, if you're Ben Simmons, you're winning life. Cause now you're option number one and in, in, in the, in the BK, um, y- you know, with, with Katie and Kyrie, That whole dynamic was always interesting because they were both heels and I don't know if it actually ever worked out. I don't know. I don't know how Kyrie convinced KD to come over there. Um, you know, it was just, it was failed from the get go. James Harden, Ben Simmons, such a, such a bad turn of events. And, you know, we, there were preseason favorites. Vegas had them as odds. Um, to win it all obviously they didn't KD did his best but you know when your number two option kyrie isn't showing up and he gets to pick and choose when he wants to show up you know it it's you you're not going to win with that team and ultimately i think that's KD was KD is trying to win um and he sees that steph won one and they said hey you know what Maybe KD wasn't that critical to the Golden State teams. They won one before him, two with him, and they won one without him. But I think they're, you know, they were just a great team. And, you know, th- there, there's a lot more doubt being casted on KD.
2: Yeah. I send this text to you guys all the time. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. KD is the ultimate bus rider. He's trying to find a way out to a better situation. And let's face it, Brooklyn is on, you know, Brooklyn is sinking right now. Kyrie um, doesn't want to be there. Brooklyn doesn't want Kyrie. And KD is faced to, if he stays, he's faced to play with Ben Simmons, who's not reliable. And it—it um, it is a smart thing for him to leave. Um it's a win-win for Brooklyn and it's, it's a win-win for KD. Brooklyn gets, you know, it's probably going to get an insane trade package. Uh, KD gets to go to a contender yeah. and um, like we're bad was saying it's, it's, you know, he wants to win, you know, and, and for him to win, he needs to get out of Brooklyn. The best situation is probably going to be a situation like Boston where they can get the young talent and they can get draft picks like a, maybe a Jalen Brown, you know, throw in some of those young guys and then uh, maybe two, three first-round draft picks. Um, But, you know, I I think our dream scenario as Laker fans is for KD to to go to LA, to go to the Lakers. As much as I clown on KD all the time being a bus rider, shit, if we can get a chip, you know, within the next, you know, one or two years with KD, I'll take it, you know? That's how much I want to win as a Laker fan. You know, yeah. I, know Lebr- I know LeBron wants to win. You know, I know I know Kyrie wants to play with LeBron, and if they really want to do this, they have the assets to make it happen. Trade AD, throw in TH3, uh, throw in Russell Westbrook's contract, you know, throw in maybe like a 2023-2024 first-round draft pick. And um, let's get this trade going because, um, you know, the only way to beat Golden State is to, you know, to – to have that firepower. And if the Lakers can get those two guys, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a dream scenario. I think that team could possibly with surrounded by the right role, role players. I think that team could possibly be golden state.
0: Yeah, I agree. But like the main thing that we're getting from this is that Kevin Durant is not a leader. We we've learned that now here in, in, in Brooklyn in, in OKC. Russ was the clear leader. Then, in Golden State, it was clearly Steph. And now that he went to Brooklyn, he couldn't control this this mess of a situation. Like, he never stepped up. He never put Kyrie. He never had a talk with Kyrie about, like, you know, putting the team first and not being so, like, such a distraction. He just stayed quiet. And I get it. You know, Kyrie is his bro. Kyrie might not be liked by the fans, might not be liked by, you know, most, like, executives in the league because he is so problematic but he's liked by the players because he's not a bad guy you know he just he's very set in his ways but you know kd likes him didn't want to throw him under the bus but in protecting him he also didn't step up he wasn't a leader and he allowed the situation in brooklyn to get out of hand and now he's trying to get out in front of it and escape before you know having to deal with another rough season of, like, you know, ups and downs. Like, I I think he realizes that there's no way that this situation can be salvaged. They're not going to be a championship contender with the roster as currently constructed. And so now he wants to get out in front of it again because the Warriors won. And, I mean, I guess his preferred destination is Phoenix. But is there anything in Phoenix other than Devin Booker that you guys will take back if you were Brooklyn and you would feel like, I like this package? I, I honestly don't think that Aiton, Bridges, and first-rounders is enough for KD.
1: You know, um, just going back to uh, KD not being a leader, you know, we now know that he is not cut from that cloth. But at the same time, you know, let's give him credit where credit's due. He was the best player on the floor with those Golden State teams, right? Um, So he's clearly – he's in my book, the best offensive player in the league. And, you know, you can be the best offensive player in the league, but not be a leader. I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, and you know, this situation sort of reminds me when Peyton Manning got released by Indianapolis and every team was interested, you know, he was working out for teams that already had, uh, starting quarterbacks. It's the same thing with KD. Everyone's calling, seeing if they can get, uh, you know, the package together. And some of these trade destinations are interesting. Like you indicated, Phoenix, I think, would be a great fit for him because, you know, he can go head-to-head with the Lakers, with Golden State. But then there's Miami, there's the Lakers. Um, you know, Damian Lillard even posted something on Instagram. I think he's, everyone's in his agency or in his ear telling him to come over. I think it's just a matter of the trade package, what Phoenix can offer. Honestly, I don't know, Um, you know, Aiton and like you said, bridge um, some draft picks that they're, they're going to have to give up a lot to land KD. But when you are that close to winning it um, I think it's a price that you're willing to pay.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I agree, but like, how long do you guys think Brooklyn is going to hold out? the best deal is this a situation where brooklyn is going to try and get this trade done before free agency is too far into its um season or could this go into training camp
1: i uh, personally i think he's the best player out there you can hold out for as long as you want and teams are going to be waiting okay for a while it was just like okay where's zach levine going right that's what we were talking about no one's talking about any of that now now it's like where is the best fit? Where where can he go? They immediately become contenders. If he goes to Boston, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be in the finals again. He's that caliber of player. Um I think that they can wait as long as they want. You know, it's obviously fourth of July weekend. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of league activity, a lot of calls going around. And we're going to hear something about this on the fourth of July or on the 5th. I think it could be worked out that soon. Yeah,
2: it's going to definitely happen within the next week or two. I mean, you know, the, the caliber of KD is is he's too good for it not to happen right away. I mean, they're going to get trade offers from multiple teams and they're, they're going to pick the one that benefits Brooklyn. I mean, I think I feel bad for two guys, Steve Nash and Ben Simmons. I mean, not necessarily Ben Simmons because he's a piece of shit, but Steve Nash, because he's you, you could tell he's trying, you know, and he's just. Now he's stuck with a rebuilding franchise that, you know, has to has to start over again. And, you know, let's face it, that team right there is probably one of the biggest disappointments that we've seen in, in, in decades, right, in years. And it's it, it's sad because those three, I think if they were healthy and if they all played together, I think they had the potential to you know, be in the finals with Golden State. I predicted that they were going to be in the finals with Golden State this year, and it obviously didn't happen. But at the same time, I mean, Brooklyn has to do what's best for them. And, um, I mean, Kyrie
1: and KD have to find a new home. Yeah, agreed. You know, I, I think it's best for the league. Um, I think, you know, everyone's really buzzing about it.
0: Yeah, you know, and behind behind KD, that makes us now talk about Kyrie. And, you know, we we discussed a little bit right now about how difficult he's been over these last three years. Not necessarily because he's a bad guy, but like, you know, I don't think basketball is necessarily his priority. He, He has a lot of other things, a lot of social justice agendas, you know, which isn't a bad thing, but when it gets in the way of your job, which for him is being an NBA player, it can be a problem. And it has been a problem over the last three years. And now you have the Lakers pretty much being the only team interested in him. And, I mean, it's it's a good thing because it, he wants to go there and he wants to play with LeBron again. Do you guys see Brooklyn eventually fighting and just taking Westbrook in return for, for Kyrie? Do you guys feel like they've lost all the leverage because of the KD situation?
2: Um, not necessarily. I think they're still going to get the best deal possible they're just going to have to find that third team to help them uh, facilitate this trade um, Westbrook straight up for Kyrie isn't fair let's let's be honest I mean Kyrie's a superior player compared to uh, what Russell Westbrook is right now um, but the fact that Kyrie has a sets on the lake or his eyes set on the Lakers and I think Brooklyn's going to help him out because I think they just want to get rid of the problem and the fastest way to get rid of the problem is to make that person happy. And in this case, Kyrie wants to play with LeBron. He wants to uh, reconnect with the guy that he won a championship with, and he has chemistry with, and he wants to play where his idol played Kobe Bryant. We talk about Kobe, we talk about Kyrie. And um, I mean, I think this is the perfect fit for Kyrie. You know, he gets to rewrite his story and if they win a chip, Everyone's gonna forget about twenty twenty two, right? They're they're gonna be like, oh, Kyrie didn't play, Kyrie sat out. No, they're gonna be like, yeah, they, you know, they won another championship together with LeBron. So, um, you know, I, I think it's gonna, I think this trade is gonna happen, and you know, they're gonna have to find a, a third partner to dance with. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be tough to you know find anyone that wants to deal with Kyrie. We all know of the headache that's that comes with it. I've said it, you know, I said it previously. The dude's a quitter. As talented as he is, he's gonna quit on your team. He's gonna quit on your franchise, and then you're left holding the bag. And when you're paying that amount of money for the dude, it's not it's not a it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy pill to swallow. Um, you know, he said that, you know, he's learned and you know, he, he wants to reunite with, with, with LeBron, but at the same time, if that does happen, does it make, you know, KD hesitant to go to the Lakers at that point? Now, if ultimately, if I had to choose between the two, you know, I lean more towards getting KD with LeBron as opposed to Kyrie. Um, Cause KD's at least showed up, you know, um, he, he, he dragged them through the playoffs as best as he could. Uh, he was the only guy on that team, you know? Um, yeah. They didn't win it all, but he was clearly the best player out there. Um, one of the best players in the league MVP caliber. Um, but Kyrie, I mean, I don't even think he played 40 games this season and, 29. Yeah. And, and, and when you're a team and you don't even know if your number two option is going to show up, if, if he decides, yeah, you know what? I feel like playing this week uh, that, that, that is horrible to game plan with, you know, just that uncertainty in sports. You want to be as prepared as possible and you train as much as you can. You, you come in prepared when the biggest X factor, isn't the opponent. It's your number two pl- option. You you've already set, to, you're already going to lose. It's that much more difficult to win. Um, I don't know where Kyrie's eventually going to go. I hope he learns from his lesson, but, you know, he's done this uh, more times than, than Riverside.fm has failed on us. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just what it is, you know, We're calling it spade a spade. Kyrie's going to quit on you.
0: Yeah, and I get why the Lakers want to make this deal happen. I mean, the possibility of it working and having a big three of Kyrie, LeBron, and, and AD – I mean, that's a nightmare scenario for any team, even for the Warriors. To be able to match up with the Lakers if, if all three of those are healthy in the playoffs, that would be a difficult task. So, like, I get why the Lakers are so willing to take this risk. I I think they'll make it work at the end and they have to throw future first-rounders. I mean, the Lakers have mortgaged their future anyways already. They're, they're screwed. I mean, there is no future. The future is now. Um. So, like... I think they'll, they'll 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 find a way to make this deal happen. Um, but yeah, like, you know, other than this, we've also had some other moves, but they've been more kind of like expected moves. Bradley Beal re-signed for five years at the Supermax. Um, I just saw right now that Kyle Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns did a extension for the Supermax. Uh, John Morant, the Joker, Jokic. Um, These were all expected moves. Um, Do you guys think that some of these more of these players should be trying to take less money and not taking up so much of the cap space of their teams?
1: No, well, honestly, the NBA is all about getting paid. They they overpaying this league. It's not like the NFL. Um, You got to get the bag while you can, you know, just like uh, they were talking about in Golden State. You know, you got to secure the bag. And that's what players are doing if you don't get paid you know you could blow out an achilles and acl and you're never going to get that bag you know it's quite literally the difference between 10 million or you know 70 or 80 million um you know do i think players should do that if they want to win absolutely but we all know the teams that are set to win and if you're not on one of those teams get go and get the bag go and get paid
2: yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't blame these players for taking the max money or 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 the money that's thrown in front of them, uh, but a guy like Bradley Beal, who's um, done nothing but, you know, he's he's lost his whole career, and he's with a you know a shit team like the Wizards, and he's he he accepted the max contract um, that a player can get, which was 250 million, I believe. Yeah. Um, and a guy like that. I mean he's been in the league for a long time and um I mean don't you want to win don't you want to be in the playoffs don't you want to taste what it you know success when you you know reach the finals and and you win a championship I mean I get it but dude you're already you, you're rich already like you have so much money already yeah. like you know, but another team is willing to pay you a lot of money, but it's not going to be what you got today. But in return, you know, you have the chance to win. He's not going to win with Washington. There's no way they're going to win. Uh, they just traded KCP, um, their best defender. And, um, you know, they're, they're at best a 7th, 8th seed. You know, and a team like Miami could use Bradley Beal. A team like uh, Dallas you know, could use Bradley Beal? I mean, there's a lot of teams that are contending that could use his his talents. But, I mean, I guess sometimes the money is, you know, people want security, you know, which yeah. he already had. But at the same time, you know, do you want to win? That's the question.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tim Legler was saying it yesterday, Like, it's sad that he's going to possibly spend his whole career in, a, in an irrelevant situation where – you know, like no, no, no championships, nothing and such a waste because he's such a good player that no one ever hears about. I mean, we hear about him because we watch the sport and he makes the all-star game every year. But like, like how the average fan probably doesn't really know much about Bradley Beal, just like they didn't know much about Devin Booker before Chris Paul came around. Like, it's like these players, you know, when they get stuck in these mediocre situations and like He's just, he's being wasted. I mean, I get it. He's, he, he's made it clear that for him, the financial security is more important. He's not about forming super teams. He doesn't care about sacrificing money to go and, and join two buddies and, you know, form a, a, a super team. He doesn't care about that. He made it clear. I mean, you have to respect that, but like at the same time, it's like, like, I don't know. I, 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 I couldn't imagine myself just re-signing for five more years, being stuck in the same horrible situation.
1: Listen, money goes a long way to cure a lot of problems. You know, we were just talking about Dallas, right? Uh, Jalen Brunson just got a four-year, $104 million bag. From the Dallas. Notes. Yeah, and, and he left a team that is going to be competing, going to a team that, let's be honest, as good as the season that they had, you know, two years ago, they ain't doing anything this year. Um, eight seed, seven seed possibly, but you left a really good situation with Luca and, and you know, Dallas out over there to to go and get paid. And yeah, I applaud you, you know, go and get paid, but you're not gonna be competing. There's some players that you know they realize that unless they get lucky with player development or someone decides to come their way they realize the situation then that they're in and they're just going to go get paid, you know, unless you can draft a LaMelo, Ma- a LaMelo ball or a Luca or Trey young, you know, the, that caliber of player and you wind up on his team. Um, it, You know, it, unfortunately it is what it is because uh, uh, part of winning a lot of it's also going to come down to luck because not everyone on your team is a uh, Jason Tatum you know, is a Luca sort of have to luck into those situations if you're not that guy. And for Bradley Beal, um, it sucks because I do like him as a player. Um, I, I think he's got a great game, but you know, th- that's a lot of money to reject.
2: It's different if you're, if you're a Barkley, if you're a Reggie Miller, Carl Malone, you know, you actually bring your team far into the playoffs or deep into the playoffs. But a guy like Bradley Beal, I mean, he's a he's a number two at best, you know, and it's I get it. 250 million is a lot. But would I rather win a, another a, a ring, my first ring and make, a, you know, 60, 50 million less? Absolutely. Because then there's going to be more opportunities for endorsements. There's going to be more opportunities for other, you know, other other things. But if you stay with the Wizards, yeah, you make 250 million, but you're not going to you're you're, you're you're not going to be relevant. You know, and the way that, you know, social media is these days, I mean, if you're not relevant, you know, you're, people aren't going to know who you are. And um,
0: it's like being Mike Trout, a baseball player. Who's that? Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, just going back to Bradley Beal, I mean, he travels a lot with his AU teams, his AAU teams, right? And he's always talking about how you got to put the work in. Because he's always drilling it into these young guys. And at the same time, I almost think it's like it goes against what he preaches um, because he's clearly about the bag. He's putting his work. I'm not saying he hasn't done that. But if you're one of his players, you sort of take a look at him and wonder if he does have this drive um, or if he's just all about the bag. You know?
0: Like, I feel like it's different than Damian Lillard because Lillard actually won and got the Trailblazers deep into the playoffs, I get why he did the big extension. But with Beal, like, that franchise has proved to him time and time again they are not interested in winning. I mean, they had John Wall, and and they did nothing when they had those two together. Like, you know, they wasted their best years. Um, I, I agree with Judy. I mean, I get that other teams can only offer you four years instead of five. But like, if I could get four-year max deal with the with the with the Heat, you know, and a sign and trade, fuck it, man, I I I'd have sacrificed losing the, the extra year to get to play with Jimmy Butler, get to play with Bam, you know, and the Heat would have had the 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 the, the assets to trade back to to Washington. Washington would have done it in a heartbeat. But Beale is the one that doesn't doesn't want to go because I think he's comfortable, you know. It, he he is comfortable in that situation in Washington. There is zero pressure on him. Those fans could give two shits if 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 Washington makes the playoffs or not. They don't care. You know they'll go see him because they like him and and he's comfortable with that situation. Like he doesn't have to worry about like oh shoot man like if I go to Miami you know Jimmy Butler and Bam are gonna have expectations from me. I'm gonna we're gonna be expected to be the number one seed now. Like he doesn't want that pressure and. You know, outside of Washington doing him a favor and trading him over the next couple of years, he's not going to ever know what that what that feeling is like. Um, and Devin Booker was the other guy that got paid tonight. Four years um, max extension from the from the Suns. So that eliminates him being a part of a, a Kevin Durant trade. But, like, in smaller deals, the Lakers apparently only sign players that are under um, clutch sports management. Um, we signed my boy, Juan Toscano Anderson from Marquette. He is uh, under clutch sports.
1: Mi gente. Signed,
0: Uh Roy Brown Jr. Never heard of the guy, but apparently he's in clutch sports as well. So congratulations to him. And Lonnie Walker. I actually do like Lonnie Walker, but he's another clutch sports guy. Um, so he'll replace the Malik, Malik Monk in that role. Um, but like, what do you guys make of the Lakers only sign, signing club sports guys? Like, is that Rob Polinka or is Rich Paul running the team?
1: Honestly, I have no clue. Um, and if you're, you know, ham, you sort of, I'm, I'm scratching my head wondering how much say I'm going to have in building out this roster. Um, you know, they seem like they could fit in, um, Toscano. I do like him. Um, uh, I think, I think he's, I think he could develop into something, um, you know, but it, I'm just really curious to see, cause Ham was, was a good move. Um, you know, how much they allow him to build the team in his, and his mold remains to be seen, but yeah, like these signings are really sus.
2: Yeah, there. I mean, Juan Toscano Anderson, let's not talk about him. The dude didn't even show up at the dunk contest. I mean, the guy's not even, you know, he's just a he, he's just a, a good uh, a bench warmer, you know, to be honest. I mean, the other guys, they're young guys, I mean, I, I just want these guys to compete. And I want them to sign young guys who are hungry, who want to play. Um, And you know what? Let's give them a chance. And um, if they're clutch sports or not.
0: Any other signings that caught your guys' eye? Like P.J. Tucker going to Philly, JaVale McGee going to Dallas, getting three years at, at 34 years of age. I mean, that's pretty good for him. Um,
1: I did like Drummond going to... Well, they're apparently finalizing a deal with Chicago.
0: Patty Mills is going back to Brooklyn.
1: Kyle Anderson, two-year deal
2: with the T-Wolves. I think that's a good pickup. Yeah. Um, Let's see.
0: Malik Monk to the Kings.
2: I I I thought he should have got more money. I think he could have got more money too.
0: Yeah, that didn't make sense to me because the Lakers would have given him the six point five million, and he said, you know, like he would be willing to take less money. Well, you're only getting like three more million from Sacramento. Like, I mean, I would have held out. Like, I'm sure the Knicks would have probably paid him more to be their, mm-hmm. you know, their six man. Like, I, you know, I'm sure Brooklyn would have probably paid him more. Miami. Like, I'm sure one of these teams would have figured something out. Like, like Sacramento, like, that's where players go to die. Like, no one, like, do you guys know who the hell is in Sacramento?
1: Uh, no.
0: Exactly. I mean, like, you know, and they have some decent players, but no one knows who they are because it's the Kings. No one cares about the Kings. They're like a minor league team. They're like that team that you know is going to be stuck between 11 and 15 in the best. Like you just know it. Like, you know, Luke Walton went there and did nothing for three years. Now Mike Brown left a good situation and is gonna do nothing for three years. Kenny Atkinson was a genius. He knew that if he went to Charlotte, they were gonna be battling for the playing tournament for three years. And he was like, nah, you know what? I'll keep uh I'll keep collecting rings here and in, in, in Golden State instead as an assistant. But yeah, like, you know, just so I mean. It's been a pretty quiet first night, honestly. A free agency, I think, I think a lot of teams are still like kind of monitoring that KD situation. I think Miles Bridges might have gotten a big offer if he hadn't gotten arrested. Um, so now you know, I think teams are gonna wait to hear how bad of a situation it was. If it was like a, you know, a minor domestic dispute or if it's like a Ray Rice type of domestic dispute, because. That'll be the difference between this guy not getting another contract and, you know, Charlotte possibly being able to take a few million off of their offer for him.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Well, like you said, big names still out there. I think that's ultimately what's going to come down to.
0: Yeah. But now, now moving on, we got a a big UFC event this weekend. Uh, what do you guys have to tell me about the? What, what number are we at now? It's UFC two, 276. 276. Yep. Damn. It's crazy. So who, who's the main eventer here?
2: Okay, so we got two title fights. Uh, the main event, Israel Asanya versus Jared Cantoneer. What a fight. Um, the second title fight is Volkanovski versus Holloway. Uh, the The trilogy. I mean this this card is stacked from top to bottom. I know we say this ab- about a lot of cards but this this card is stacked. Um starting off with with the with the uh with the middleweight title fight. I mean Israel Arasanya is 22 and 1. Um he's going against Jared Cannonier who is on a, a big winning streak right now who um has a lot of power. Um he is a threat but I, I think this fight is going to be Arasanya's um uh kind of like come back to life party, you know, he's been kind of stagnant his last two or three fights. Um, I think he finishes Kananir in, in, um, in, in great fashion. I, I see him knocking him out maybe in the second or third round. Um, I don't see it going along. And um, I feel like yeah. uh, Arasanya has all the tools to uh, beat this guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's levels to this game and Kananir, as santarizian as he's, as he has been uh he's still several levels uh to get to izzy's stage um i really the only thing is you know if if he gets bored was he bored in training camp because there was nothing exciting you know for for izzy to train um there's been a lot of trash talking and and he's been right you know kennanier hasn't really impressed with fighting anyone um you know i i what's going to be interesting in this fight is to see how, how prepared and how motivated Israel Adesanya is. Um, if he comes out and brings his a game. Yeah, absolutely. He's finishing. He's going to finish him off and in, in stunning fashion, but you know, leading into the co-main event, I think that's, I think that's where my money's at. Um, you know, Volkanovsky, Holloway, my money's on, uh, on the blessed one, um, Max Holloway. Um you know, two really closely called fights. I can see them going either way, but man, I just love everything Max Holloway stands for, how he fights. It's hard for me not to root for the dude. Um he, he's just he's so great for the sport. And he, even his son, Rush, is you know, I think he's hilarious. Um I'm picking Max Holloway. I think it does you know, go to distance, but I think we're going to get, you know, rounds and minutes of just great action, uh, you know, fight of the year type deal here. Um, but yeah, I'd pick Max Holloway to win it, um, hopefully by unanimous decision.
2: Yeah, the, the, the third fight is probably going to be the best fight. Um, I do think Max Holloway won the second fight. Agreed. Um, Wolf Sklanoffski won the first fight. Um, so it, it should be, um, tied at one, one in my book. Um, on a big winning streak right now, I mean, he's, he hasn't lost in, a, in, in, in a while. He hasn't lost since 2013. The dude is a stud. I don't think he gets enough credit. Beat, uh, Jose Aldo, beat Max Holloway twice. Brian Ortega, his last fight versus Korean zombie. He made Korean zombie look like a chump change. Um, Max Holloway, th- this has to be his fight. Um, if he wants to stay relevant in um, this division, um, he has to win. You know, this is do or die. He's won his last two fights, but you can't lose a third time to the champ. Um, I do see uh, Mal- uh, Max Holloway winning this fight. Um, I, I think he is hungry. I think he has more grit. Um, I think he, you know, he wants to be on top again. And you Know it, I think it's going to be like what you said, Brad. It's going to be a decision. Um, and I see it going Max Holloway's way.
1: And let's not forget, Max Holloway is the daddest man on the planet. Um, he, he's just gonna take it. Um, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, a great fight. The last two haven't let us down. I expect more of the same, but yeah, Max Holloway for me.
2: Yep, and then we got uh, Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira. That's another great fight, Robbie Lawler. Brian Barberini. Um, and then, of course, Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munez. So, I mean, this card is stacked. I mean, you got you, you got a lot of guys who have power in their hands. Um, but that Sean Strickland-Alex Pereira fight, I think is going to be um, the sleeper fight of the night. I know Sean Strickland is has been on a roll of, of late. Um, and he's going against a guy who um, has a lot of power and a lot of uh, striking skills as well. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this card. I think it's going to be Um, probably the best card of the year, and hopefully it lives up to the hype.
1: Yeah, I agree. The one, the one fight, one fighter I really like in here is Sean O'Malley. He's just one of those guys that I think he's got it Uh, as a fighter. Um, you know, he's just so entertaining to watch. I think him winning would do a lot for the sport.
0: All right, that's exciting. Have to wait and see, make sure to get the. Pay per view this weekend make uh, Dana White even wealthier than he already is, but he puts on a damn good show every time, so it's worth it. But that's our that's our show for tonight, guys. I keep monitoring this Kevin Durant situation. You know, like kind of like three years ago when when we were all losing sleep over Kyrie Kyrie or uh, I mean Kawhi making his decision. Now it's KD. Um, We'll have to wait and see. But until next time, it's the fifth down, guys, on Zoom, old faithful. Later.